0: Coming up, we're going to be talking about some of the latest Universal news, and maybe even a little bit of butter beer. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. <laughs> This is episode 151 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Well, hello. Hello. Yes, uh, we are uh i wasn't going to mention it for those of you who are watching for you those of you out there who are listening this doesn't matter for you yes we are wearing halloween clothes because we are recording this (laughs) on the morning of halloween but this is not our halloween episode we already did that last week so if you would like to go back and watch that hit pause on this go watch that come back watch this your life will be something not complete. And Definitely just, not just complete. Just know
1: that while you're listening or watching this, we are currently listening to Christmas music because we've done the full shift. Oh, absolutely. We were, uh,
0: Kylie and I were talking last night about when we were going to start setting up our Christmas decorations. And I said, tonight, as in, <laughs> the 31st. It's like, I'm, you know, I, I'm just going to like. 31st, 9 p.m. Pull it down. Oh, yeah. I don't even think 9 p.m. So you're going to show up at my house tonight to, uh, to celebrate Halloween, and we're already going to have the Christmas tree up, and it's, it's going to be a good time, but no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Uh, November 1st, it'll be up. So yes, but you'll, so you'll have
1: Christmas decorations in your house, but then going to the last two nights of Halloween horror nights on Friday and Saturday. Absolutely, like a spooky, like a Krampus, like a spooky Christmas. It's the American way. <laughs> Start celebrating holidays way too early,
0: and uh, but let's be real. I've been listening to Christmas music now for about three months. I think so. Uh, it's it's already happened for me. So that could actually just rust us into our first story that I wanted to mention, and that is that Christmas is starting to pop up in Hogsmeade. Mm. Yeah, so uh, as I uh, mean, obviously, this is going to be released on uh, November 2nd, I believe. And so at that point, things could have even gotten further along in the process. But as of right now, all over Hogsmeade, uh, if you're walking around, you will start seeing wreaths wreaths yes we we had a long discussion yesterday about how i say wreaths, wreaths. so now i'm going to have to over emphasize it at all possible times uh, but yeah no that the wreaths are starting to go up i actually noticed not just in hogsmeade but uh last week i was at islands of adventure and went to do spider-man with one of my uh, best friends and when we got through the ride and exited into the gift shop, there was already Christmas trees up inside the gift store. What? Yeah. And I just, I was like baffled by it. I'm like, okay, this, you know, I I understand that Christmas is starting earlier than ever for universal. Usually they're not like ready to go until the first week of December, but, uh, but or first weekend of December, but now that they're starting up on November eighteenth, like they have to be ready well, to uh, go.
1: So I want to bring my mom and my grandma to each like a Disney park and maybe a Universal Park, and because uh, they're here right now. And last night I was driving down to Disney uh, toward Disney Springs, and um, I I know this is Disney, but I was thinking it was in response to how early Universal is getting Christmas stuff yeah. going. I drove by, you know, when you're driving like through that Disney Springs exit, and you can like you could take the road or you could keep going toward like Epcot. Yeah. Um, I saw the Christmas tree there. It was the base of the Christmas oh, yeah. tree. And I was like, Oh, is that going up tomorrow evening after it closes? Like, and then when I get here Wednesday, there's going to be a full Christmas tree up, you know? Yeah, well, I, uh, when I'm driving onto Disney property,
0: I, I live north of the magic kingdom. So uh, I always come in through a, a special back road and I go right past the, the holiday department. And the trees have been sitting out now for about three weeks, and I just keep looking at them. I'm like, they're going to come up soon. But so yeah, I walked out of Spider Man, and trees are inside the gift shop. We took the Hogwarts Express over from Diagon Alley, so I completely miss going through Seuss Landing. We wrapped back around oh. to do the full circle. Seuss is like ninety percent ready oh, wow. to go. Like they are, they are just about there. So Christmas is truly upon us, and. You know, this year it's going to be more exciting than ever.
1: Christmas uh, is all around us. It's I everywhere. Feel it right. in my yeah. fingers.
0: I'll I feel, feel it, it in my toes. toes. <laughs> Love, actually. Go out and watch it if yeah. you haven't yet. It is it, – it, I usually save it for like Thanksgiving. That's like the one that kind of – thrust me into the holiday season but anywho yeah so this year christmas is going to be bigger than ever because for the first time christmas will be fully coming to hogsmeade and diagon alley very the visiting worlds of harry potter are getting into it and just like we mentioned when it was first announced there's going to be the holiday projection show that looks to be coming along very uh, smoothly that will be projected onto hogwarts castle And some of the clips that they've released from it
1: already, just it it looks like pure magic. So I'm very, very excited. I know. There's a part of me where I'm like, how much of this is CGI and how much of this is real? And do I care? Because I'm just so happy to be watching it. Hey, it's okay if it's CGI because you know what? the cgi that
0: they're making for it is what's actually going to be on there anyways oh true but I, I think uh i saw on twitter that mike aiello one of the that's who i watched it from. Yeah, yeah and he's been he's been out in hollywood and they've been like trying to get all the christmas wizarding world stuff together so very very exciting with that and of course scene diagonally all dressed up i'm very very pumped for that and i can't wait to see what how the entertainment's going to change mm. because they've they've said that is going to change as well too so it's very very exciting holidays are around us and uh we will we will be there for the start of it uh funny enough we actually won't we will be there for the pre-start of it when they show us a little bit of a preview of it but uh we will both be out of town the first weekend of the holiday so our holiday coverage will probably come like oh yeah that's true. two weeks late i wasn't even thinking it was like yeah. pre-thanksgiving yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, you, you leave for Thanksgiving the first weekend that it starts, yeah. and you'll be gone through then. So yeah. we don't do a show on Thanksgiving, so we wouldn't even talk about it on that show anyway. So hopefully we'll have it ready for that uh, that first week of December show that we do. But anywho, we still, uh, we still have a little ways to go for Christmas. So the next thing I want to discuss is a big one that just happened. And that is that Universal purchased another 101 acres for future projects uh, just below sand lake road uh very 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 close to where they previously bought the uh the huge purchase with the 475 acres off of universal boulevard so orlando business journal actually broke this story and uh so apparently they said that now in in total it's uh that that land that they added on cost twenty seven point five million. Last the last bit of land that they bought was hundred thirty million dollars. Louise. so it is just
1: a ton of money. Can uh, you put that that space in perspective? So, oh, like, sorry. Acres, like, how acres, like, wh- how big is one theme park? Do you know? Uh,
0: I believe one theme park, I could be completely wrong about this. I think, like, a decent-sized theme park is around 80 acres. I think I even saw someone say that, like, in in retrospect, um, even though this is an odd-shaped piece of land, it's almost, like, kind of like Tennessee with a little bit hanging down is what the, <laughs> the plot of land looks like that they bought. But I believe I saw someone say that... Uh, Islands of Adventures. The total footprint that it takes up would fit into this this new piece of land. Mm, so interesting.
1: It, it is I'm not saying a new theme park. I'm just I'm just I was curious in perspective of like size wise. Like, is it the size of that? Because is it contiguous to, or is it like separated by a roadway, or is is it touching like land they already own, or is it just a plot a little further down the street?
0: Uh, it, it's so where it's at. For people, I mean, I'll have a – hopefully, I remember to do this in post. I'll, I'll have a map on the screen of where it is. But the plot of land is kind of like right down the road a little bit from the intersection of Sand Lake and I-4, but obviously not far enough down to hit the outlets and everything. And it's kind of adjacent, a little bit like Hattie Corner, to where the Lockheed Martin facility is if you've ever accidentally gotten lost and ended up
1: over there. a so- military facility? That creepy place where you well, take the wrong exit, and then the military guards are like, "What are you doing here?" Well, Lockheed Martin. Uh, it's happy place.
0: So, the the big thing about this land is that they kind of you know they are having not issues, but this will be a lot easier to help try to connect all of their properties together mm-hmm. in a little in a, a much easier way. So, uh, the, the, I mean, we don't know what it's going to be used for. It could just be used as a way to help their transportation connect all the property that they now own. It could be land that's going to be used for more hotels later on because they are so serious about expanding into the hotel forum. But uh, either way, the at the end of the day, the important thing is that Universal keeps buying up more land, so that way they're not pigeonholed anymore. Uh,
1: I mean, the smart thing... It, it, like You really can't go wrong with hotels, especially in this area, because it is it is already a place that has a lot of hotels. Um, so if you're buying up land, maybe it's... I don't know if it was old hotels or if it was just empty plots of land or something like that. I mean, I know the plot now that you're talking yeah. about it. Um, which I feel like is kind of empty over there, but it's in a spot now where it's, it's close enough... It, Like, so let's say they never build another theme park. Well, they'll still, people are always going to need hotels to go to either Universal or Disney. So if they can create a name for themselves in hotel theming, then they're set either way. They're essentially know that down the road, they're going to open this massive Star Wars land that's going to be so popular and they won't have enough hotels there. They got plenty of hotels over here. I I mean, here's the thing, too. Universal
0: has their, obviously, they have their soon to be six on site hotels, but. The one thing – and they're going to have the hotels that they're building at the Wet and Wild property too. But building more stuff off property allows them to actually lower the pricing on it too. And make it a yeah, make it a value pricing, yeah. but still with so off-property hotels essentially, but with the benefits of
1: Universal, the shuttles so, to the park, stuff like that, exactly you know, continuous transportation, things like that, early yeah. entry, yeah,
0: all all of the benefits. So, but if they can offer it at even at even a lesser price point than what they're already doing, that's just just going to set them up for even more success. Mm-hmm. And so the normal hotel chains that do so well on International Drive, it's going to start. Changing away yeah. from them so even if people are just coming down to to stay in that area because who who doesn't love a good stay at iDrive
1: <laughs> <laughs> right so
0: i digress funny. though uh regardless it's all good news so i'm happy that they were able to acquire more land and and kick things up a notch so while one door opens, another door will be closing, and that door in this situation is Emeralds Chop Chop, because on what? December thirty first, Emeralds will be closing officially for good. Uh, Emerald Lagasse is pretty eaten up by this, but I think he will. Uh, I think he'll be okay. And all I can say is, I've never had a terrible experience here
1: I've never been blown away exactly it's for like how much great. it is too you're never like yeah. it looks nice inside and it's but it's always like uh, it's fine yeah no i that's kind of it. it's fine i think for
0: you know in in terms of the restaurants that are at uh that are at royal pacific i think jake's is still kind of like the clear-cut winner Uh, of the options that are there. But even then, that's still not like signature dining. So hopefully Emeralds is going away and they will bring some other type of signature dining into there. Uh, The the one thing we have to remember is it's not going to be a universal restaurant, most likely. It's Mm. going to be something... uh, But then again, I could be wrong. I think it's going to take another celebrity chef for uh, some sort of... You know, some something else, some other type of concept. But then again, you know, Universal comes up with Bayliner Diner at Cabana Bay, and it's a pretty big hit. They did well with uh, um, not Amatista. Obviously, we have our feelings Ugh. about Amatista that can never be uh, repaired. But I still love Strongwater Tavern. I do. Uh, yeah. I think it's a great place too. Great concept, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, maybe maybe this is for the better. Maybe they're saying let's cut ties with. With at least Emerald on this restaurant, still let him have his space in City Walk because that's excellent and that's delicious and usually pretty busy. So uh, maybe maybe Universal will try to infuse some of their own ideas in there. I'd be very interested at that. But uh, I think this was a long time coming. I know Emer- people love Chop Chop, but it's I-, I feel like they should want to be better, yeah. not just settle. And that's going to take us into our final bit of news, which isn't really news, but Universal threw it out there, so uh, we need to fill some time. So I figured, why not? And that is that uh, we have a, a little bit more of an idea of what some of the activities are going to be coming to a celebration of Harry Potter happening January 26th through the 28th. So get ready. This list is pretty boss awesome. The first thing awesome. up that they're bringing back boss awesome. it's it's boss and awesome oh, yeah, all at yeah, the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that they will be bringing back that's right, you knew it. you guessed it. Harry Potter chalk art, Harry Potter and the chalk art <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I will admit this is actually really fascinating to watch uh, the artists uh, craft these extravagant chalk. Pieces why either inside because it's raining or outside.
1: I but just, it's one of those things where you're like it's such a temporary, fleeting thing, which is sometimes part of art, obviously. And it's just you're, you'll see it and be like, wow, it's too bad they're not going to rip up the sidewalk and yeah. save this. <laughs> I know that, that that's what kind of why I like when they do
0: end up in the expo doing it because they do it on paper and yeah. it's a little bit more. Uh, it, it has a little bit more of a shelf life on it than when it's outside, but. If you're fascinated in chalk art, you'll want to watch that. Uh, They'll also be having film screenings throughout the day on the Music Plaza. Bless you. Bless you. So if you feel like you need to take a couple moments off and they're actually playing something on there, feel free to watch it. Most of the time, you're going to end up seeing like a panel happening up there anyways. so it doesn't happen all that often. Or the other thing that might be happening up there, Harry Potter Knowledge Challenge. Whoop whoop. The dance like a Bobaton, and battle like a Dermstrong is back, uh, like always. So if you you don't feel like, uh, if you don't feel like watching them all the way over in Hogsmeade, then uh, at least you You can can learn the moves here. Yeah, (laughs) Universal Studios Florida. There you go. And your favorite thing, my favorite thing coming back, uh, learned wand combat skills with Paul Harris. I I know people really enjoy this. In the first year, the first year that this event happened, this was like one of the coolest things that they did. It is just like the guy worked on one movie. (laughs) He he choreographed the first movie. And then after that, they just took all the moves and said, okay, we can go do it on our own. Bye. And he's still owning it. And I feel like he's been wearing the same polo shirt and sweatshirt tied around his waist the jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. For like, he's been wearing that literally since he choreographed, uh, <laughs> uh, uh the movie that he worked on. I can't even think of the fifth think one right the, now. The order of the Phoenix order of the Phoenix. Thank you so much. Uh, so, yeah, this one is a great one for kids, but it's one of those things that it needs freshened up. Yeah. It's very, very stale, uh, and which is one of those bizarre things, because you, usually Universal is pretty good at not letting things get stale uh, in some situations. Obviously, in a Shrek situation, <laughs> stale. Terminator 2 3D, gone. So, yeah, it's this and that, but... Those are uh, the announced events so far, and if you don't remember, we also uh, told you a couple weeks ago, and it was all announced everywhere, that James and Oliver Phelps will be back along with Stanislav Svorshi. I wonder if he'll Victor go Crum. to the Durmstrang fighting. You know what? If he would show up there, that would get me to watch it. Yeah. Just because that would be cool to see a Dermstrong actually show up. Oh, Victor Also, Crum. if I've been wrong this entire time, I just started listening to – uh, the audiobook of Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. And they keep saying Voldemort, as in if the T was silent.
1: Yeah, but in the, in the, I, I, though, remember, they did the audiobooks before the movie, too. So it. But this was the Pottermore edition
0: audiobook. Oh, was it? Yeah. This one's, this one's. It's uh, not James Fry?
1: No, this one's uh, read by, I think, Jim Dale. That's the American version. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jim. Uh, uh, Stephen Fry does the Stephen Fry. Yeah, yeah, does yeah. the does the British one who I love, Stephen Fry. So you know, Beef Vendetta. Come on, man. Well, well that's pa- the one you got to listen to. Pottermore should be getting on its game. I hey, you got to do the British ones because because you've read the American books, but the British books have like that. It's like flavored coffee versus regular coffee. Well, I will. do I'm just
0: going to have to get Audible then because I've been listening through the library and them. the we library just, has you failed can just me again. Them.
1: On, on cd you can import for hours i have
0: digital copies of them you can borrow oh okay well i'll just do that so i'm not editing out this
1: conversation yeah. but i People am need still to confused. know though you, you know that's the confusing part when you go to it there are different versions jim dale does a great job but it's the american book but voldemort i feel like i don't i think it i swear to god in the movie they're saying voldemort There's no way Daniel Radcliffe has ever said Voldemort. I I just forgot why I even brought that up and then you circled it back around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but that was confusing me. All the way – on the way over here, it's like Voldemort. You know what I learned recently?
1: The word valet is not valet. It's actually pronounced valet. It's actually – you say the T in it. And we somehow, as Americans, because of ballet, we dropped the T for valet. And it's actually so in England, like I, because I was watching the second Kingston movie or maybe even the first one. And he says it was the first one. He says, "This is my valet," and I was like, "Why does he say it like that?" And then my friend explained it to me, where he's like, "Actually, that's a mispronounced. uh, He's saying it correctly, and we mispronounce it as like a culture something." Yeah, I could see that. And if we are incorrect, I don't care. So please don't leave a comment. (laughs) I I could see that though, because you know, like British folk, they
0: they don't say bathroom like us. They say toilet a lot of times. Yeah, but like so they they really they emphasize their teas a lot. So I could definitely see that that would be the correct way to say it, but I'm like you just said. I'm sure our British audience will let us know what we're thinking. You could just uh, be like that. getting
1: quiet on the tea. Voldemort. Voldemort. Like a snake, Voldemort. Voldemort's is now what I've been saying, so I hope everyone's (laughs) happy with this. Yeah,
0: that's what we'll go with. Okay, well, that just happened. So that is going to do it for our studio segment. And I I mentioned butterbeer at the top of the show, so this is is your surprise. Yeah, you're thirsty. I'm thirsty. Uh, We are actually going to transport ourselves right now over to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, and we are going to drink some butterbeer. Are we going to take the flu network? We should, actually. We should diagonally Mm -hmm. yes we could do that and we're not gonna have just one type of butterbeer we're not gonna have just two types of butterbeer we're gonna stop at three types of butterbeer and this one is going to be us trying all three drinkable versions yes of butterbeer because there's fudge and the ice
1: cream too and there's one more hold on fudge ice cream three drinks what am i missing you give up no, potted cream. You got dessert. it. Yeah, yeah, You got I it. Knew, I, knew, I was like, I know I've had them all. So first
0: time around, we will do the drinks, and then later on, eventually, we will do the edible versions. But this one, we're going we're gonna to go and try out some of the drinks. So we are going to do that now. Hello, everyone. Hello. Here we are, just like we said we'd be, in... Uh, the Wizarding World, well technically we're not in the Wizarding World yet, we are in London, we're about to to make our way into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley, and once inside we are going to get butterbeer, like we said, the the drinkable kind, not the edible kind. I want to get butterbeer wasted. Oh yeah, and we will with hot, cold, and frozen, yes. so let's stop wasting time and let's get on inside and get some butterbeer. beer.
1: Okay, so we are in the Wizarding World, Diagon Alley. Like we said, we went to the Hopping Pot because they have all three types of butterbeer. That's hot, cold, frozen. And we actually have a special guest with us, my friend CJ, all the way from Texas. Come on in here, CJ. Hello, everyone. Now, CJ's had butterbeer once before, right? Yes, but I can't remember what it tastes like. He can't remember what it tastes like. Do you remember which one you got? I'm pretty sure it was the frozen one, but I could be wrong. Okay. It was a while ago. Uh, frozen, I, I I am honestly, I don't know, I'm not even going to say what I think my normal favorite is. So we're going to get started with hot first because it's obviously going to cool down really fast. So let's do hot. I'm going to let you take the inaugural sip here. Okay. Be careful. I hope it doesn't burn It feels mustache. warm, yeah. I feel like you're going to get a creamy mustache and it's going to be weird. Oh, you sure did, buddy. Well, that was delicious. You sure did. That was absolutely delicious. And- Mm, The cream on top is still, like, cold, so it's like, you have a lot of it in your mustache. All right, so little tip. Be careful, because this this foam creates kind of a seal, and it is hot under here, so it kind of, like, as soon as... It hits you with hotter liquid than you expect, but I... This is really good. For me, it's not... Like, you think... The other beers it's going to be really sweet, but this tastes like that butterscotch, like, mmm. It's like Christmas in a cup. It's like better than a hot chocolate. I'm just going to take another sip. Of it. Okay. Craig, do you want me to keep going, or you want me to let you try the hot and go with us? I'll do it last. Okay, so that's, so far that's hot, and then I'm going to switch to... Let's go frozen next. Frozen. Okay, so the lady who gave this to us recommended that frozen be the only one you drink with a straw, which I disagree because you definitely want that cream in there. But so go ahead. Oh, there you go. Okay, it's like a tequila shot for wizards. Yeah, that's really good too. Susan is normally my favorite because it's always with the temperature of the sun in Orlando, Florida. And this one's just so good and it like woo, gives me a little tingle and like the flavor still comes through really good. But and I just cream, really like that, that huh? Yeah, they won't give this to you in a separate thing, like it has to be ordered with the strength. So alright, so I I haven't had cold since like one of my first visits here, so all right. we'll see how it goes. So here goes the cream on the mustache again. Yeah said not to sip this one through a straw because all the flavors have to mix together this one is definitely my least favorite i'm just gonna say like it it it, it's cream soda i guess is kind of what it tastes like but i feel like it's not this this temperature and this thing is not doing it all at all justice uh so I'm going to think about it again for a second, but Craig, why don't you why don't you give these three a hit and, and tell us what you think.
0: Okay, yeah, it's... Uh, you're right, it is very hot. I think it's finally just about at the right temperature, uh, especially for me there. Uh, I do like the cold. I like that you get the blending of both flavors. I'm going to be like, odd, though. It hit you with sweet right away, but for me... This is actually a little watered down. And Celestina's starting, so we're going to go find a quiet place to finish up me talking. I've got
1: a cauldron, I've and for you.
0: This keeps happening to us. The last time we were here to do anything in the Wizarding World, I think it was when we did the, uh, the cauldron cakes. Celestina came out and started singing too so we just have really terrible timing with this Uh, like I said with the hot it's okay, I feel like you get the flavor right up front and then afterwards uh, it felt really watered down to me so that's, I mean, it's clearly they probably are just making it with a mix and then water, which that's a little cheap Which one are you sipping now? Just took my sip of the frozen and while it is super refreshing for Florida, my issue is, I feel like I feel like the cream doesn't balance enough with the actual frozen drink portion of it, and so it like there's just a weird aftertaste for it with me. I'm not trying to complain about it. It's still very delicious. It's just it's a very distinct taste. Butter beer is supposed to taste like a blend of shortbread and butterscotch together. And I don't really get that one with this as much when you're missing out on the cream because I feel like that's that's where you get a lot of the balance into it. But I'm gonna go with the cold one. Excuse me while I turn away for a second. Turn away, please. Hello, right, Phil. And taking a sip of the cold one, usually my favorite. See if it still holds up. There is just something, something about this one for me. I don't know what it is. I think it's a, the little bit of carbonation that comes from it being on tap. Just adds a little, little extra bubbly into your mouth. For some odd reason, this one tastes a little bit flat to me today too. I don't know why that is, but I'm not getting like it's not really full flavored. I think the most flavor is coming from the frozen actually. Uh, but I don't know something about this one it just it has that perfect balance for me you get both of the flavors that you really want from it right away so I I'm really uh, this is tough your mouth what like do I have mouth. a must, do I have a mustache? Oh no I'm not wiping that's the whole point of butterbeer get don't in the butterbeer mustache a mustache I have plenty of money for a mustache so I think we're gonna kind of uh We're going to probably start choosing our favorite ones here off camera, and then we will let you know which ones are our favorite. We have made our final decisions, and who wants to say what they enjoyed most? Okay, (laughs) wow.
1: I like the hot the best, the frozen the second, and the cold the least And I think it's actually for the reasons why Craig likes it the most. I don't care for that carbonation in it. It, It's a little weird for me. Um, But he is... I'm glad he tastes the weird flavor I'm getting from it today a little bit. That little flatness flavor. But. But that's just me, I like them like the, this, but I feel like you can't go wrong with a butter beer, but CJ, what did you? How, what's your order? Well, the Texan says the frozen one. I like frozen drinks a little bit more. I can drink them slower, uh,
0: otherwise I'll get a brain freeze, so that's one thing. But two, I, I think I'd have to say this and then the hot one and then the carbonated Oh, one. oh wow. All the hate on me. So I mean, not that they don't. None of them taste bad. I just prefer the frozen rendition of the drink. Yeah, and for me, it starts with cold. That's my favorite one. It's always been my favorite. I can't imagine any of them ever surpassing it, unless maybe they change up the 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 recipe and the flavors for the hot one. But then. My second favorite is actually the frozen, and my third favorite's the hot. The hot, to me, I don't get enough of the shortbread, butterscotch flavors. It just tastes like cake batter to me,
1: which I understand oh, okay, okay. is That's delicious, like my favorite flavor of ice but cream too.
0: it's not butter beer to me. It's just like cake batter, whereas I, I, I feel like the frozen
1: and the cold, do, the, you can get those flavors that you're supposed to from yeah. it. I guess I, I could see what you're saying. This one has does, of the three, have a... Dis, uh, a kind of a different flavor than the other two for sure yeah absolutely
0: so that's our favorites in the order that we liked them so of course uh we're gonna go back to the studio but make sure you're telling us which uh which types of butter beer you like the most and like i said eventually down the road we will come back and we will do the edible versions the ice cream the fudge and the potted cream but we hope you enjoyed this for now and we will see you back in the studio mm delicious Ooh. i I love good butter beer whether whether it's hot, cold, or frozen, it's always good I really feel like you can't go
1: wrong with any choice you make yeah. in the butter beer factory but i mean if if your choice is cold, then you can never go wrong oh no, but... I'm a hot I like the hot one the best see i'm I'm always cold well actually always I don't cold. know if that's what I chose while we were at the park, so i can't <laughs> i can't and my opinion might have changed, so I'm not gonna pretend like. I'm sitting here saying that I liked the hot the best, but I normally do. The world may never know,
0: mm. but we won't. So that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, you know, of course, if you need any uh, any extra information on us, head out to DizUnplugged.com. There you'll find links to our social media pages Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere that we we post all of our goodness at. And <laughs> that sounded weird. So I apologize that that came out that way. Also, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, please take a second to hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed it. Hit the thumbs up if you liked it. And Definitely leave us comments below talking about uh, some of the news, uh, criticizing us for how we speak or our faces, anything like that. Uh, or you could just tell us what type of butter beer you prefer the best. That would also work. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please make sure to subscribe if you haven't yet and rate and review us. We would really appreciate that. So thank you so much, Rhino, for having this little bit of a chat with me. Mm, I mm. always
1: enjoy speaking about Mr. Potter.
0: Aguamente. For water? Aloha, (laughs) Mora. I'm just did I tell
1: you this joke? Okay, It's a stupid joke, really quick at the end okay. of the show so everyone can enjoy it. I, when I was working at Disney, once a manager walked in and she just happened to say, Aloha, and the girl I was sitting next to went, Mora The manager did not understand the joke, <laughs> but I was laughing so hard that they thought something was wrong with me. Because, fun fact about me, one of my favorite things is when people can work Harry Potter humor into regular day conversation, but not it then become a Harry Potter conversation. It just moves on. I like that. So there you go. I like that. That's a good one. So thank you again. Thank you.
0: And thank you so much to everyone out there who watched and listened to this. Uh, we do it for you, so we hope you appreciate it because we appreciate you. That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back with you again next week for another episode of the Disunplug Universal Edition. But until then, remember, no resolution.